listening to Fairpoint. I'm Nathan Kapiser. And I'm Craig Lewis. And this is our Super Friends episode. Wait, what? Oh, I'm, I, I'm sorry. Super Craig. Friends? I'm sorry. That's a little bit. What are they called? Um, they're the Justice Society. Justice League? Justice the Justice Society. League. The Justice League. Hopefully you tuned in last week for our Avengers episode. I did my top nine Avengers and this week you're going to hear Craig do his top nine Justice League members. We're going to cast the Justice League movie. Sounds like a plan. And yeah, you're in for a good episode. But of course, first, we're going to banter around a little bit. There's been a lot of things that happened this past week. A certain show that I really love and I know you love premiered last week. Did you happen to catch it? You being me or being the listener? Both. Are you talking about Futurama? Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Yes, dun, Futurama's dun, great. Dun, 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 dun. You are a considerably bigger fan than I am, but I'm um, a huge fan. Yeah, so that's I'm just, a huge fan. So that says Futurama. a lot about your fandom. Well, as you know, as you know, Nathan, I'm a... <laughs> not the audience. Not the audience. Might not know this about me yet, but I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I'm one of the few that actually still likes a lot of the episodes. I'm, I'm, I won't say... You're probably more so of a Simpsons fan than Futurama, right? Uh, it's almost even okay now. so and that says a lot because okay. simpsons been my thing since i was 10 you know the seasons have downgraded in value as far as the stories that have come out but that'll happen after 23 years now they're running on this next season will be 23 2013 it's been around for so long actually i, th- I thought at this point it was even more than 23 because i just stopped counting yeah. a couple <laughs> years ago it almost seems like it's been on since like 82 well, I mean, geez, even now that South Park's been out for 15 years, and I remember when it was a big deal that Simpsons was out for 15 years. And yeah. Like, it, we all think of South Park as uh, third graders, but they were in third grade for three years. They've been in fourth grade for 12 years. Is that some kind of conundrum? Kind of how, you know, for the past 20 it, years, well, Bart's been in fourth grade? If, if only, this is the reason it bugs me, because how many Christmases and Halloweens has Bart had? That's what bothers me about it. Otherwise, I'd be totally cool with well, it. What if I was to say this? They're in parallel universes. That theory actually gets crushed by the fact that they will talk about previous encounters and shows. Well, they could still be in parallel universes where, you know, there's a million, there's countless parallel universes. And have already had where those There's universes adventures. where the, the only difference between that universe and this universe is that you're not wearing a 49ers hat. You're wearing an elf costume. Yes. Alf. Not Alf. Alf. The I think that'd be more fitting. Alien light form Alf. Yeah. That would, From Melmac? Yeah. That's aw- that would be awesome. <laughs> you know what? I want to live in that reality, though. <laughs> that's my favorite reality. <laughs> Back to topic. Wow. Yeah, so what were we talking about? The we're Futurama. talking about Futurama. Yeah. I've been a fan. I watched the first season back in 99 when it was on, but I was like, meh. You know, I was like, I wasn't really that into it at the time really it premiered in the year 2000 right uh 99 right at the end of the year right because it was the fall season and and when he it was about to be the year 2000 he got frozen he woke up and it was the year 3000 new year's eve that was one cool thing i thought about the premiere was like wow this show has been progressing in real time because they mentioned that That it was was 30 12 yeah yeah now go on but i was a victim of the adult swim craze they brought it back on they revived that they show revived just the like show they revived amazingly revived the show and i love the fact that they're on comedy central now was, I, I loved it when it came out that was i loved family guy when it came out too i loved family guy when it came out and i not so much into it nowadays but i still watch it i think that show has declined in material 
just in the past year or so. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, how much material do they have in one episode? Like a million fucking references. Yeah, just they, 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 they run out of shit. This is bound to happen faster than Simpsons. It's like some weird take on Simpsons did it, where, like, Family Guy does everything in one episode. <laughs> Simpsons does everything in a 23-year run. <laughs> Family Guy's like, nah, fuck that. We, now. Could, we could match it's that. now or never, no. dude. But the Futurama premiere, though, was great. Um, the show is still fresh. And it's visually stunning, too. A lot of their shots. That was one thing I noticed back done. when it premiered. They're one of the only cartoons like that that had 3D sequences. The, yeah back in 2000 yeah and it looked very impressive then too the scene where the giant spider was attacking them the whole beginning <laughs> of the episode was thank god my favorite character came on for this season premiere and he's not one of their main core characters uh, scruffy the janitor oh yeah yeah <laughs> he, he is my big, favorite big role get on back to paraguay <laughs> <laughs> he was great did you notice wanda sykes she played the uh vending machine Oh, was that Wanda Sykes? Yeah, right when she <laughs> spoke, I was like, ah, oh, Wanda Sykes, that's awesome. <laughs> they gave Bender a child. Um, they did kind of write him out a little bit at the end of the episode. I think it would have been a little well, more. Well, I think it would have been harder to keep that kid there. I'm stating this as like Futurama isn't afraid to make changes, and I think that's one of the reasons it's fresh. It's not static. Fry and Leela are together now. I you like know, how like they've kept they've, that they've, for the past they've, year or so. Yeah, they've progressed it. Like They had the balls to not just retcon that ending and everything that meant and really progress it, not just be like, now let's just have Leela still snubbing him. And uh, No, let's actually have well, these she, characters grow. Why can't Simpsons be as fresh and relevant as Futurama is seeming to be? Because Simpsons keeps retconning things? And, and yeah. It's, it's the it same used to, It used to make daring moves when they made Lisa a vegetarian, you know? Like, that was a big move. That advanced the character huge. She was just Bart's sister, you know? And then, it, like, she kind of started to become, a, like, socially conscious, like, you know. And unreal. with Bender, oh, my God. Like, I was sitting there, I'm like, Futurama just got a touching moment with Bender. But that's good character writing is not, like trying to come up with some plot that these characters can all embark on, but just go, what would happen if I stuck this character in a certain situation? And with Bender, conventional writing is like, no, you can't give that character a kid that defies the character, what this character is, what people like about it. No, that's brilliant writing there is going like, no, I'm going to take this character and be like, fuck it, this is exactly, don't think about writing it, but like, how would this character, let this character react to the situation you put them in? Even in the creating of the robot, you know, so I'm like, okay, explain this one, Futurama. And they explained it just like sex, but how robots could actually possibly yeah, do that said, transferring uh, data. Think about it. And then nanobites would, re would assemble the baby. But I was like, yeah, why would robots have sex and have babies? And then it's like, factories can't meet the demand, so <laughs> robots are created able to mate and reproduce. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Now, here's one thing that I was disappointed with, and this is no fault of Futurama's creators or its writers. I get pissed when networks use this marketing ploy of saying we got an hour-long season premiere. Two episodes two back episodes. to back. That's not the same thing, Comedy Central and other networks. Take heed. Open thy ear and hear what I say. That is not an hour-long premiere. That's two episodes. And I love it. It's still fresh after 12 years. Still good. Still funny. A-plus, guys. Definitely. Yeah. So, Craig, every few years, something occurs. and uh, The holiday killer? Meteor shower? Sweet 16 party? <laughs> no. Aurora Borealis? That's not an... That's a... <laughs> The Super Bowl? <laughs> no. no. Mid-season fall TV lineup? <laughs> Again. Every year. Groundhogs? 
Groundhogs. They just happen. Groundhogs Day? For the love of God, just tell me. How the hell do I follow that? Damn, you just killed it. All the buildup. She was just going to be like, oh. All right. Every couple of years, something happens, and I inevitably get excited about this. Menstruation. So, against my better judgment, the 14-year-old inside of me gets excited. I don't think we want to know about this. What I'm trying to say is, every few years, Linkin Park comes out with a new album. Oh, my God. Dude, I was going crazy trying to figure out what it was. That was not worth Linkin Park. Yeah. And I'm like, as an adult, I know like this band is not going to produce any type of music that's going to please me. Everybody Um, used to be a fan of Linkin Park. (laughs) Again, back when I was in high school, it was like 2002, 2001. I I loved them back then. I loved, whereas rap rock gets a lot of like bad, you know, press. <laughs> um, but well, they hybrid... weren't they weren't that aggressive, you know, aggressive. Fucking fuck this motherfucker bullshit. Limp like Biscuit. Yeah, they were. Whereas like, no, Run DMC is great. But like a lot of that stuff's very inspired by like Run DMC and like early like West Coast gang rap and stuff. Whereas I feel like Linkin Park had more of those influences of like you know jay-z or the roots or like some of the rap i listen to some like of when more, they did uh more laid back east coast conscious stuff i've always appreciated the rap aspect of lincoln park i and liked hybrid theory hybrid it was theory amazing was their mass was a was a masterpiece and meteora like, overall was a letdown but i still like some of their songs on it i thought reanimation the remix album of uh Hybrid Theory was probably their best release. That was their peak in my eyes. Every take they put on each song was, like, really cool. I thought it was brilliant. So many people hate it because it's a remix. They hate it by principle. And I think hating something by principle is stupid. It's good or it's bad. And, like, if they don't like it, that's cool. But so many people hate it because they hate to hear a remix album. When it was put out, it was... I remember it being marketed as their upcoming, their second album. You know, so everybody was expecting something new. And initially, I was put off by, I'm like, really? They're just putting out a remix album? Well, I got it anyways. I'm like, well, this is fucking good. <laughs> I thought it was different enough. It was epic. It was musical masterpiece. There were so many beautiful parts. It was just parts. all it the same great. songs. Uh... Yeah, I get, I get why you would be dis- <laughs> Yes, I'm not discounting that at all. <laughs> Regardless of their early work, they I s- feel like I have no excuse to be excited when a new album comes out, but I can't help it. They it's- lost me at Minutes to Midnight. It's I, I've given them all a chance, and I just don't like the way they sound. Now, this new album, um, Living Things, just came out. So I gave their new album, Living Things, a shot. Every time they release an album, I can't help it because there's a 14-year-old living inside me that wants to hear it. And that wants to hear Linkin Park good again? That thinks that, that against all evidence mm-hmm. to the contrary. All known logic. It expects to hear what it wants to hear. And I don't... They're not going to make what 14-year-old me wants to hear, let alone what adult me wants to hear. So I think the biggest problem is they've kind of catered to the sheeple. To me, it always it feels like they're trying so hard not to sell out. Like They're, they're like, we got to start making adult music, guys. Chester, you need to sing on more tracks. Mr. Han, we're going to put you so far down in the mix that people can't even hear you because scratching isn't really popular nowadays. It's been a long time since the 90s. More bass. The, the rapping, he raps on two or three songs an album. Now, this album, I thought, was a step up from their last few albums. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I listened to it once. I'm probably not going to listen to it too many more times. There were a few songs that 
felt like vintage Linkin Park to me, I'd have to say. He rapped a lot more on the album. Um, I guess that's a step in the right direction. It still suffered from every song is... Now, I don't want to sound like... Look, I don't... I grew past really listening to a lot of, like, screamy, shut up music, you know? So I'm not saying I want to listen to that nowadays. I'm saying when I hear Chester Bennington singing on a track, I'm just like, yawn. I mean, I didn't hear Mr. Han once on this entire album. I'm sure he was there way down in the mix. I didn't hear him once. So we want scratching? More scratching next time, Linkin Park? Yeah, thanks, Craig, for boiling my <laughs> argument down to something that it's not. Like, if Hybrid Theory came out now, I probably wouldn't be into it. I was into it then, and I'll always be into it. I think it's more that. a product of the times that it was in. It's because it's not. It was new. It was edgy then. Yeah, and maybe I mean maybe if I was 27 when that album came out, I wouldn't have liked it. Is what I'm oh. saying. You know, I'll just um, skim over a few uh, upcoming releases too. Um, Canadian indie pop rockers stars, as you can tell. If you listen to our last episode, I'm into Canadian rock. So uh, stars, as in from Resident Evil. Yes, they're stars a task sandwich. force. Yes, yes. no, <laughs> totally different. Music. But that would be awesome. Oh my God, Amy what Milan kills zombies, please. Well, yeah, they announced a new album, so hopefully it might be dope. Let's go, stars. Uh, Canadian rapper Chaos, that's K dash O S, uh, released a new track called Super Bad, uh, which is apparently from an upcoming double LP. Not very good. It's it's I'd have to say it's the least impressive thing I've heard from him in a while. Um, he's not the greatest rapper. He just makes really really good songs, and this song is just him rapping a mediocre hook, like an interesting drum beat, but it just kind of kind of comes off as boring, lazy sampling. There's but a I still beat down. I still look forward to the album. Can I stop you real quick? Is this whole list Canadian bands? This that was it. Those were the only uh, things I was going over. So yes. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we had an all-Canada music list. Yeah, well, check them out. Well, you just ripped it apart. Why would I check it out? <laughs> well, I didn't rip stars apart. No, I, I, I don't like Chaos's new track. I question his judgment in releasing that as the first track from the album. Oh, just that track. Yeah, but I still as look forward to a new track. release. He, like I said, he makes really good songs. But uh, you could check out some of Chaos's earlier work. Obviously, his new album isn't out yet, and neither is Stars. So you could check out some of their early work too, if you don't know either of them. And uh, perhaps I promise, next time we talk about music, it won't be Canadian. How's that sound for you? Damn straight, it better be Southern European. I, I want. I can't make that promise. I want all Italian music. All the time? No, all Italian. All the time. No, just next. <laughs> Just next time. So I want to say it's been a slow week in news. Um, it probably hasn't because I don't keep up with the news like I used to keep up with the news. There's probably all sorts of shit going on. But uh, well, this world is a danger zone. Here's here's what here's what caught my ear in the news this week. Have you ever heard of a cockapoo? Excuse me. A, a kickapoo. A cackapo. A cackapo. A cackapo. Kickapoo. A k a k a p o. Kakapoo, um, Kakapoo, 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 Tenacious D, yeah. Tenacious D song. <laughs> <laughs> They're the New Zealand's night parrots. Basically, these are small little green birds that look like a mix between a parrot and an owl. It is, it is really cool looking. Its face looks like it, an owl almost, but a parrot at the same time. They can't fly. A parrot owl? 
Yeah. Wait, it can't fly. They can't fly. It's a bird that can't fly, so it's like a penguin. Yeah, there's a such thing. Well, it's not really, but yes, in the sense that it can't fly, it's like a penguin. Or a chicken that can only fly a little or bit. Or an ostrich. There's lots of birds that can't fly, Craig. Why are they birds? They got wings. That's not what makes a bird. What then makes what? a bird is avian biology. Well, basically, Craig, they're little green parrot owl-looking motherfuckers. They're parrots, but they look like owls. They're nocturnal, and... Sometimes they're sexually attracted to humans more so than the opposite sex of their own species. So them being into us is like us being into furries. They're, they're like the animal world's version of a furry, I guess. Like, oh, yeah, look like a human. You're listening to Fur Point? <laughs> anyway. What about these cacapoos? I think it's cacapo. There's only one O. Lame. Well, they're, they're very endangered. They used to be so populous that apparently you could, like, quote-unquote, shake them out of trees like apples. How do they get into trees if they can't fly? I guess they can climb. Like a squirrel. They usually stay in the ground. They stay away from trees, apparently. I don't know, but now they're, like, they used to be that, like, plentiful, and now they're very close to extinction. I guess because they're always trying to mate with humans instead of their own kind. They also freeze when confronted with danger, so that makes them an easy pick for predators, so that's probably why they died off. But good news, there's been a conservation effort, and whereas there were about 50 of them in 1990, there are 126 this year, 2012. There was only 50 left. Could you imagine only being 50 of you left in the world? I mean, they probably don't know. Maybe they know. I don't know. Why, Why would I downplay... Avian intelligence. I think there needs to be a Pixar movie about these guys. Oh, totally. They're so cool. And supposedly they're really grumpy, but they, like, ooze personality. You know how, like, dogs and cats yeah. have personalities? Like, supposedly, in contrast to other birds, like, these birds have personalities, and people really wanted to save them. They They've, can live up to 90 years, dude. So in 20 years, they were able to reproduce 70-something? They reproduce very slowly. Plus, they're always trying to have sex with humans. I remember the first time I tried to have sex with humans. Well, I remember my first beer. Dude, when the conservation effort began, the rangers would actually wear, like, crazy rubber helmets. So they wouldn't um, see them and want to have sex with them? No. So they could catch their semen when they tried to have sex with their head. Ew. I'm being serious. I'm not joking. Ew. So they just, like, jizzed all over the rangers faces <laughs> we can't air no, this and the, they stuff. had dimples in the helmet so just the facts dude N- no we're done the justice league is a team of dc superheroes created by gardner fox in 1960 after being asked by then editor julia schwartz to reintroduce the justice society seeing the popularity of the mlb's american and national leagues he decided then to change the name to the justice league the justice league was an instant success being released on a monthly basis for the next 27 years and throughout those years have had a multitude of members while also creating justice league side groups in the process in short they basically fathered the boom of the superhero team up so says stanley that was kind of paraphrasing stanley so they're called the justice league because that dude really liked baseball no, he saw the popularity of it, and he's like, well, the, a league would catch because American and National League, you know. Okay. They changed the society to the league because maybe more people would be like, oh, that sounds better. It's absolutely. And go to the comic shop, like, oh, another league. Yeah, they were the first ever superhero team, right? Yeah. Well, technically, the Justice Society was. That was the first. Yes, that's and what I meant. The that Justice was the society. golden age. And pretty much uh, Gardner Fox actually 
wrote a lot of Golden Age DC. So he had written Batman. He had written Flash. He had written a bunch of things. And he wrote the Justice Society himself. He created the Justice Society, and then they wanted him to bring it back like 15 years later. And then he, that's when the name got and changed. that's when it got changed to the Justice League. And originally it wasn't their highest profile characters. It was their lowest profile characters, which is or, interesting. Originally, because they wanted to get the characters in that didn't have their own comics. They wanted to feature more of their younger, upcoming superheroes. Uh, like, The Flash had a couple issues. He was in a couple issues of the Justice Society. And then when he got his own comic, he didn't come back. Same thing happened with Green yeah. Lantern. Well, Superman was Superman and either, Batman right? were just honorary members. But then the Justice League came out. And this was a big moment in Craig's life to be. Yeah, I loved all of I loved Batman. I loved watching uh, the cartoon series. There was like a 15-year period where I really didn't read comics. I was more into the sports thing at the time. But coming back to it, I've gotten deeper in it. So, like, I watched the cartoons and stuff, but I didn't read the comic books. Because there is a lot that goes on in the Justice League universe. Yeah, DC is one convoluted Oh, my continuity. God. It's, and it's like, yep, everything's canon, but in a different <laughs> Earth. There's a little interesting anecdote that uh, I heard about Jack Leibowitz. I think I know what you're going to say. He's a DC publisher. The he round of out, golf? Yeah. Yeah. Um, golfing with... Uh, Martin Goodman, who was the owner of Marvel Comics, it was then called Timely Comics. He mentioned how well they were doing and how well the Justice League comics were selling. So Martin went back to work and told Stan Lee that he needed to come up with a team. And there you have the Fantastic Four. And there you have the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that was actually what I was paraphrasing from Stan Lee, you know, how he pretty much was told to create a rival for the Justice League. Yeah. And then Avengers came out, then, you know, other supergroups came out. All over the place. Um, and then it was like, that was the thing. Teams. Teamwork. If they were real, not just comic book characters. But they are would, real. In our hearts. What would your just the facts be if they were real? They're a team of superheroes. They were founded. They were founded. Most things are founded. Most well, organizations and teams. There's the Justice League. That's what they are. Oh, thanks. That was a great explanation. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Fairpoint. I'm Nathan Kapiser. <laughs> and I'm Craig Lewis. See you next time. All right. <laughs> Anyways, Martian Manhunter, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Hawkman. You know what? Everybody gives Aquaman a lot of flack. They're like, oh, he's lame. He can only be in the water. Aquaman gets so much heat and so much shit. He's pretty bad. at The man has a harpoon for a hand. What? Aquaman has a harpoon he had, for a hand? He had his hand chopped off by his brother, who tried to assume control of Atlantis. And he stuck a harpoon in his hand, and throughout time he worked how to shoot the like harpoon. Bruce Campbell? Better. <laughs> and he's a master martial artist, so he can handle himself outside of the water. It's just when he's in the water, he has the advantage. I would imagine. All the people that talk shit about him and his powers, they don't have powers. They don't have any powers. They would kill for the ability to okay. be able to do what he Could can do. Could you imagine, like, Aquaman's just walking down the street like, you're lame, you can only summon fish. Bastard, what do you have? What can you do? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can make me a great cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and also, his powers suck, what, because they're not especially useful for violent means? Not everything's about violence. Yeah. You can be super and a hero without 
whooping somebody's ass. You can be super and hero without being a superhero? No. Okay. At least we got that one covered. Speaking of being super, <laughs> it was uh, announced that DC was going to be making one of their major characters gay. Alan Scott? In a different Earth? Yeah. In Earth 2? <laughs> but yeah, he's got to be in Earth 2 because God forbid they actually make a risky decision character-wise and take one of their major, actually popular characters in the actual real continuity and make them actually gay. Oh, did you know, God forbid they risk... Did you know they had already made haters being Alan Scott's son gay? No, I didn't. That's cool. It would be cooler if it was like one of the more popular Green Lanterns. Or what, then Alan on, Scott? Or if it was on Earth 1. I would just take Earth 1. Alan Scott's the original, so... Yeah, that's true. But now he's in Earth 2 and like it's... Well, it's I don't, Alan Scott of Earth 2. Yeah, Alan Scott only exists in Earth 2 now, though. Oh, is that how they played it? He's not on Earth. He doesn't exist in Earth One and the new the new Fifty Two. Oh, I've been reading some titles in the new Fifty Two. I, I regularly read Catwoman. I've been reading Suicide Squad. I've bought yeah. the last few issues, but I haven't actually read them. It's, it's yeah. good. It's the first time Catwoman's actually has a good comic series to her yeah. name. Stop. <laughs> I was convinced that it was going to be Nightwing. That they were going to make Nightwing gay. Would it be because of all the extensive time Dick Grayson has spent with Bruce Wayne? As Robin? Yeah. No, but I think that helps. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I'm not saying him and Batman were fucking. I don't think that. I don't. Robin, I don't know. It, it makes sense that it would be one of the Robins, and it makes sense that it would be actually a major character like Nightwing is. And I think Nightwing, you could make that change with without, like, I don't think you could make that change to Hal Jordan, for example. He's been with so many women, and like it just it just wouldn't seem natural. It would be like they're forcing it upon a character. <laughs> it would be like, like, I was just deeply, deeply in the closet. Yeah, it would be too comic booky a change. With Nightwing, I don't know. I would believe it. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He's, he's gay. And you I think, think they would let him back in Bloodhaven? I could see Nightwing becoming like an icon in the gay community. DC, take heed. Hear my word. Make... Nightwing gay. It would a much be a good bolder move. move it would be and a, I think it would be it'd good. It would be a strong move, yeah. I think it'd help you sell comics. You know, it wouldn't and it wouldn't be about him being gay. Like Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints. So the Justice League has appeared on screen many times. Ugh. Only a few times in live action. Well, first of all, back in the seventies, the Super Friends was kind of popular they there were two live action tv specials that featured the justice league called legends of the superheroes i did not know of these yeah adam west and burt ward uh reprise their role as batman and robin in it cool, which is cool. cool uh superman and wonder woman aren't in it hawkman's in it at least batman's in it yeah and adam west that's that's the draw of them that's the appeal to watching this is the fact that adam west and burt ward reprise their roles so you feel like you're watching a batman a reason, episode yeah, yeah. Some of the bad guys from the show are in it, too, although I don't remember all of them. The first one was about them, like, you know, saving the world and shit. The second one was inexplicably a celebrity roast of them. And then there was a 1997 pilot? No, there wasn't. The quote-unquote lost? No, there wasn't. The quote-unquote lost? No, there wasn't. The pilot that I wish didn't exist. Oh, my God. It's They tried to bury it, and I found it. And I wanted to bury it Well, it never it aired. Um, Thank God. I do have a Justice League, and it's okay. You don't have Wonder Woman or Superman before. You don't have Batman either. In my they opinion, had the Flash. my least favorite 
Green Lantern. They had the Green Lantern. Uh, two superheroes that were in Justice League International. Just call it the Justice League if you're going to have them in there. But don't say the Justice League of America starring a Brazilian and a Norwegian and have them both be American. Fire and Ice. So who was it? It was the Flash, the Atom, the Green Lantern, uh, Martian Manhunter. Kind of Martian Manhunter. Fire and Ice. Oh, God, he was. Fire and Ice. He was like Giles from Buffy if he was green. (laughs) I am the leader of this group, and I'm a father figure to these guys. I'm like, no, you weren't. Want to know what the funniest part is? Is the fact that Ice, in the comics, is together with Guy Gardner Green Lantern. And they just forced oh, she's a with relationship the with the Atom. And, like, come on, oh it's so easy. It was already written for you. It's like a sitcom. It's not like... But it was like a bad sitcom. It, and it had nothing... Like, 75% of the episode was just retreading tired sitcom I'm going to put it this way. I'm sorry, but Barry Allen is not a doofus. The Flash, right? The Flash. He's not a doofus. It he was so weird. It was like he was trying couldn't to keep a job. He was, he was a he was a forensic scientist for the police department before before he got his powers. He was yeah, he couldn't keep a job. He got kicked out of his apartment. It seemed like he was trying to channel white John Leguizamo. Or I was actually thinking a little bit of Joey from Friends too. Yeah, that yeah, I guess that that's that pretty much white John time. Leguizamo, isn't it? <laughs> there, there none of them seemed heroic. None of them even seem remotely heroic or even, like, slightly confident in themselves. The costumes well, looked like – they looked more like cosplayers lost on their way to a convention than than actual superheroes, which would have been a way more interesting show. Did you see Goldstein in his young role? <laughs> yeah, um, David Krumholtz. Yeah. At, starring as the only person who can notice that Fire is not wearing a mask and just has a little tiny bit of green makeup underneath her eyes. And then – and she goes to such lengths to protect her secret identity from him. But she's totally okay with doing – throughout this whole show, they do the real-world-style cutaways where the actual people are talking to the camera, and it says their name. So she's okay with doing a made-for-TV reality show where it reveals her identity. But she's not okay with him knowing. She I, really you know what, did. Actually, that makes sense. She even sense. got Martian Manhunter over there to pretend to be fire. Yeah. The Adam – looks like John C. Riley playing, like, the worst stereotypical scientist character. And the way he looked at his costume was just so laughable. The worst, though, was... The Green Lantern, as you mentioned. He uses his ring to make a rope, a skeleton key, to tap somebody on their shoulder and then take something from their pocket. And there's even a scene where he saves someone from hail by making an umbrella. Yep. And it was actually his girlfriend... He's holding an umbrella, and she's like, oh, why couldn't my boyfriend be like you? And I'm just like, wah, wah. <laughs> and that's that's utilizing the Green Lantern ring, which can make anything in existence all right. I'm sure he does it on weekends to high-five people. Right? High-five. 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 No, use your, use your real hand or I'm not doing it. You have germs on your hand. The worst was easily the villain. The Weatherman. I'm going to make it overcast. So bad. The weatherman. He's just like, fear me. It'll be partly sunny for the rest of the afternoon. He was wearing like tinfoil. Looked like a crazy guy. Not very. He wasn't very intimidating. It was horrible. 
This was one of the worst things I've ever. It was an hour and 20 minutes. I sat yeah. through this. Can you imagine? It was a TV pilot that was two hours supposed to be on air. As a kid, I would have been so bored and unimpressed. I hope they get it right in the upcoming movies. I guess. Yeah, the Justice League movie. Upcoming Justice League movie. 2015. Is that maybe. official? I, or? That's, no, that's not official. Oh. I'm just saying. They're still like in pre-production. There was a movie that they had set up that's been in development hell. You know, for the past like four years, and now after the Avengers, like, oh, well, we better get on this. Now you're seeing, yeah, uh, Flash movie's gonna come out. I think they're gonna try to do a Wonder Woman movie. According to IGN, the Justice League of America movie isn't in reaction to Avengers, as the studio had begun reinvigorating the project in anticipation of the Marvel Epics release. So basically, what you're saying is that it's in reaction to Avengers, but it's not because it is. It's like I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not a movie. Nothing's like I can't believe it's not butter. It's a little overrated. Except me. for I can't believe it's not butter. Spray. That's a fair point. The spray is good. I put that on my corn. Nom, 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 nom. It's funny that you mentioned they're doing all those movies because I've read that they are very specifically not doing a multi-movie project. So they're probably reinvigorating those franchises. But they've been very insistent on the fact that Marvel took their approach of doing all these interlocked movies. And they want to just release the Justice League and then release the other movies? Well, no, that they want that the Justice League movie is separate from any other DC. So it's not going to be Christopher Nolan's Batman. It's going to be separate from the Christopher Nolan Batman movies and the upcoming Superman movie. I know for a fact that, well, not for a fact, but Christian Bale probably wouldn't do Batman anyways because one of his biggest things were how real and gritty the Christopher Nolan series was. Yeah. And obviously you get any group of them, there's going to be some bit of unrealism. That And that's supposed to be the end of that Batman saga. And I like that. So makes sense. I do like that. Keep I it guess separate. Will Beale has been hired to write the screenplay. He's also scheduled to write the Logan's Run remake and Lethal Weapon 5, apparently. They're making more Lethal Weapons? I guess so. With Danny uh, Glover? I don't know. Um, I'm too old for this shit. The only movie he's got actually coming out already is The Gangster Squad, which I'm hoping is a sequel to Monster Squad, in which those adorable kids from the 80s battle the L.A. gang scene. That would be the tits. It's probably not, but it would be. Mark Miller, uh, that's the guy that like wrote Kick-Ass, yeah. Kick-Ass comic and stuff, supposedly has seen the script... And uh, says that it's, quote-unquote, very real world and not at all what you might expect. Of course, this is coming from the guy who let them put a machine gun jetpack in the kick-ass movie, which was also supposed to be very real world. So, yeah. Yeah, machine gun jetpacks. Take that with a grain of salt. Well, I'm, I'm just glad, in reaction to Marvel or not, I'm just glad they're finally getting off their asses and at least trying. Me too. You know, I'm not really into DC or the Justice League, but I will shell out money to see that movie in theaters. I'm going to pretend that the Green Lantern movie didn't exist, and it wasn't necessarily Ryan Reynolds' fault. He just wasn't... When I think of him, I don't think of Hal Jordan. So, you didn't like Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. I didn't like that choice either. He was a great Deadpool. Of course, they They underutilized him as Deadpool. They still ruined it. It It wasn't even... That wasn't even Ryan Reynolds' fault either. No, not at all. I, I, he was pissed off about it. He should be Deadpool in an actual Deadpool movie, but uh, that would be, a, that'd be I proper. Don't casting. agree with him as Green Lantern either. So 
I wonder who would be a good Green Lantern and who would be good in all of those shoes to fill. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm glad I did, too. Because I think we're going to do our own little cast. But this is going to be who we think would make a good cast for an upcoming Justice League movie. In no way is this something that's out on the internet as what's going to happen. We don't have insider knowledge. And I would like to even try to maybe... Just just two fanboys entertaining our dreams. I feel like I can get carried away and just start going over the movie plot. I don't know if I could get that far. Um, I'll I'll carry you through it. Just take my hand. I'll be a little honest. Be a little honest. When we uh, went to prepare to do this casting, I was a little nervous because I'm not as familiar with these characters as you. I'm not as familiar with them as I am with the Marvel characters. I hope you, Craig, and you, the listener, will forgive me if some of my casting is a little off, and uh, you'll be sure to let me know. Well, I hope that the listener forgives you because I won't. I'll tell you if you're wrong. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's your opinion? Well, your opinion's wrong. You, you always make a point of doing it. Well, I made my own casting for the Justice League. As did I. As did you. I went more towards the same group of members that were in the TV series because I really hold that series dear to my heart. That's my favorite. I think that's the best thing they did was the two seasons of the TV, the animated series, Justice League of America. Well, first off, as some might know who paid attention, uh, I cast Hawk Girl in this movie because she's awesome. Okay, she's in the cartoon, right? She's in the cartoon. She's a Thanagarian powerhouse. And she's sassy, and she doesn't take no shit from you, and she'll whoop your ass, too, with her electric mace club. That's a pretty dope weapon, I have to say. An electric mace club? That sounds awesome. That sounds like an awesome weapon. Yeah. And incidentally, it also sounds like broken glass everywhere. If it ain't about the money, Puffa just don't care. Do you want me to continue with it? Because I could. (laughs) But no, it's a Thanagarian weapon, an actual blunt instrument that's electrified. For Hawkgirl, the only person that came to my mind immediately, Elijah Dushku. Ooh, she I like her. She is sassy, she's a good actress, and she'll whoop your ass. I don't want to admit that. Where, where I learned about Elijah Dushku is Bring It On, the cheerleading movie. Okay, that's that's all right. That was a – you're dating a cheerleader at the time. She's going to make you watch cheerleading movies. Did she kick ass in that movie? Is that your connection um, there? She was kind of like a tomboy. She kind of pulled off the tomboyish charm that Hawkgirl has. Okay. Where she's kind of like sometimes she's just one of the guys, you know? Okay. Like that movie, just one of the guys. But not like that movie. Oh, I was gonna say, really? As in, she doesn't pretend to be a guy. Yeah, Eliza Dushku does kick ass. Like, in Buffy, in fucking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, for Christ's sakes. And Batman she was Year Catwoman's one. voice. Yeah, yeah. Fucking A, Batman Year One. Which, for the record, has the sexiest Catwoman ever put to film. Not just because she Eliza was a Dushku prostitute. does her voice. Oh, I don't know. There's a scene. There's a actually. It's, there's a short film that comes with Batman Year One about Catwoman. I'm a Catwoman fanboy. I'm a. She's awesome. Um, she was done really well. It, it, that was yes. gritty as hell. And Elijah Dushku is sexy. Just her voice, right? I don't have anybody for uh, Hawk Girl. I do have Zatanna. Interesting choice of casting. 
Now, did you pick it because you want to see your star in this movie, or did you pick it because I have the perfect casting for it? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, works, mainly works because me. I have the perfect casting for it. But Zatanna's cool. She's one of those characters. You know, I don't know a whole lot about her. Zatanna but is cool. I think she's really cool. Anytime I've seen her, I thought she was cool. Who doesn't like a sexy magician? All right, Kristen Bell. She's one of my big crushes, and I'm glad that you put her in the, this movie because I didn't cast her. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know who else is she's going to play, but uh, I think she would make an excellent Zatanna. She's, I could see her. She's got the the attitude, the upbeat. Like She really would. She's, she really would. She looks like her. And it's, she was awesome in Fanboys, so you know she's kind of got that little bit of comic nerd in her. And she had black hair in Fanboys, which... Kind of works again. with San Zatanna. <laughs> I'm going to move ahead to Martian Manhunter has to be in this movie for me. I agree. Martian Manhunter definitely has to be in the movie. He, As much as we joked about him in the TV pilot, that's because he was so bad. It, that was not him. Oh, my God. The man I chose for Martian Manhunter is Dennis Haysbert. Who is that? He played possibly the best president on television. In any series. Okay. I'm intrigued. As as President David Palmer in 24, the popular show. He was president. Oh, the president in 24. He's, uh, I know who that is. He does, uh, I don't really watch he 24, does but he State does the Farm State Farm commercials. commercials yes. Yeah. yes. And he just has that, like. He's the shit. That dude's dope. He has that aura about him of the way he talks that reminds me how jo- how uh, John Jones acts. That dude. Martian Manhunter. And you figure most of Martian Manhunter's moves are going to be in CG. So you really only need his voice anyways. But they could still, they, they could they still, would play still be able to base play his face and his, and his actions and mannerisms. He would be a great Martian Manhunter. Absolutely. Um, I went a, not a entirely different, but a different route with Martian Manhunter. Um, I like both of our choices. I like yours a lot. I went with Hugo Weaving. Interesting. Who I also think would... would v? Yes, V. Um, Mr. Smith, Elrond, Agent Smith. Elrond Smith. L- Hubbard? Elrond, the great oh, elven yes. elder leader guy. In Lord of the Rings. I think he would play a great Martian Manhunter. He would. He, he's he got yeah. that same presence, too. And he's got a powerful voice. Like you said, a lot of it depends on the voice of the character like him, too. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see either of our choices. That would, yeah, yes. I, I would be happy with either one. All right. So let me ask you a question, Craig. Sure. Is Aquaman in your Justice League movie? He is not. He's not. I'm trying to get audiences. <laughs> I want people to buy tickets. I don't, don't you want people. How this works? As, as awesome as Aquaman really can be, I don't want people to not see this movie because, oh, he's Aquaman, he only got fish powers. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think anyone would decline on seeing the movie because Aquaman was in it. There would be a lot of bashing on the internet before the movie comes out, and then those guys will go see the movie. I cast Aquaman, and um, I feel like this cast would get me a lot of hate, and I'm not. I'm ready to hate. Extremely attached to it, so hate away. I got a bottle. I'm gonna throw at you if it's. <laughs> well, Jesus, don't hate that hard. That hurts. That really don't worry, hurts. People, that really hits it. me where it hurts. My forehead. <laughs> James Franco as Aquaman. Uh, I mean, okay, here's something we have to say about my list. I don't hate the casting. 
Not uh, everybody on my list is physically up to par with these roles. So this is a fantasy list. We'll treat it as such. Physically it's not as really in happen. what do you mean? As in these people that you're picking can't really fight crime. <laughs> James Franco can be good. He was good in uh, Rise James, of the Planet of the Apes. I think he's a good actor. And I don't know, like wh- what's your opinion on him playing Aquaman? It's interesting. In a certain way I could see it. I think he'd be more suited to the uh, Golden Age Aquaman. Kind of what I was thinking. The Green Lantern. We're going we're going on the Green Lantern now. I picked John Stewart because, as I said, I'm a big fan of the animated series. So you're going to have John Stewart from The Daily Show play the Green Lantern? John Stewart as John Stewart. <laughs> it can I'm, happen. Let me clear my name. I'm not. I'm just joking. I understand he's talking about John Stewart, the Green Lantern. John Stewart, the Green Lantern, the ex-Marine, headstrong, capable. Uh, I chose Michael Jai White to play him. He was Spawn. Oh, so he's got experience in the realm. He's that also got cool. experience as playing Jon Stewart in the Justice League Heroes video game. I was about to say, he does a lot of voice acting, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And he's even said he would want to play at Jon Stewart in a, in a feature-length movie. I would be behind that. And he's got, he's got the look, he's got the act, he nails it, man. I like your answer a lot better than mine. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the character of the Green Lantern at all. I know who he is. I know what his powers are. You know, I'm not totally unfamiliar with him. But as far as the different incarnations of him, I know their names. I don't know their personalities. I didn't pick a specific Green Lantern, and I don't know if my answer is good or not. All right, David Duchovny. I think he's a great actor. I'm not downplaying his acting ability. Um, I'm downplaying my I own could, familiarity with the character. I could see him maybe being a Guy Gardner 20 years ago. All right, Guy Gardner was the uh, third after Hal Jordan. He was, wait, what did he do? I know, don't tell me. What did he do? Tell you just me. told me not to tell you. <laughs> I'm stuck. My what do mind. I do? Change my uh, mind. Okay, these things happen. I I, don't, I didn't read the comics, but I know pretty much just like a kind of a obnoxious, brash man. And David Duchovny's part in Californication could back that up pretty well. I could that's see fine. it, but I think he's too old to play the part now. That's like, another in thing his I was prime, thinking about. About in his prime, he could have easily done it. Yeah. All right. That's why I didn't cast John Cusack for every role. <laughs> Oh, man, right? I would cast John Cusack in every role ever imaginable. It's The whole Justice League starring John Cusack is like Eddie Murphy in The Nutty Professor. So John Cusack's got a fat suit as one of the roles, and he's like, uh-uh. So, Black Canary. You cast Black Canary as well, huh? I did cast Black Canary Interesting. As well. So you, huh. I figured you would go more of the mainstream characters. I, I like this, though. It's, it's kind of like there. a... Um, for Black Canary, I cast Uma Thurman. Okay. I would like to see a prettier woman as Black Canary. Uma Thurman's beautiful. I don't find her beautiful. But she's, she's, I see what could you play the like part Like a classically well. prettier woman. Okay. No, she, she's, uh, she's really kick-ass chick. Kill Bill was good. Yeah. She knows how to do that. I can see it. It works. She was beautiful as Poison Ivy, but. See, I will say that I originally was thinking of her cast as Wonder Woman. I, I I went back and forth between these for for a minute. And I, I would actually see Uma Thurman as Hawk Girl before Wonder Woman. I could yeah, see her know, playing I could, Hawk I Girl. I could see that too. 
Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that would be better than Black <laughs> Canary, actually, because from what episodes I've seen of the... I don't know Hawkgirl except from the animated series that you were telling me to yes. watch. I did not have Black Canary, although it would be nice to see her in a, a feature film. Um, I would pick The Flash, Wally West Flash. Okay. Now, see, I would want The Flash in my Justice League movie, but I couldn't think of anyone to cast as oh, him. Oh, okay. When I saw this, I can't take full credit for this casting pick because when the Justice League movie that's going to be made was in development hell a couple of years ago, I had heard rumors that Adam Brody would play the Flash. Yes, he was Seth Cohen on the OC. And don't start booing now and be like, ah. But a friend had coaxed me into watching it. Think of this as an even trade. I said, hey, watch Lost. It's great. He said, I'll watch season one of Lost if you watch season one of the OC. Okay. And I wanted him to see Lost, so I took so it. you bit your tongue. It's bit the bullet. cheesily good. It's just there's so much suspense in the show, and it's just like my heart can't take that kind of drama, but I have <laughs> to see the next episode to see what happens. And I got sucked into a really bad show. And then you kept watching it. Adam Brody was, was very good, witty, and I could definitely see him playing a Wally West flash. He's probably a lot older now too, right? Yeah. It would be very good. It matches his personality to a T, uh, like a wise Kraken, smart Alec, but knows but knows what's best for everybody. And as far as Wally West goes, you know, he was Kid Flash back in the day. So I couldn't think of anyone for Flash, though I would want him in my movie, but I, uh, the Green Arrow has always been one of my favorites as far as DC heroes go. Green Arrow's awesome. I think he's pretty awesome. I went back and forth between a few people, but... I really think Leonardo DiCaprio could play a pretty cool kick-ass Green Arrow. He's, awesome. He's proven himself to be really badass. That's a very amazing choice. Yeah, I, he grows out a beard. Great choice. Thank wow, you. I'm kind of flabbergasted by that. That's <laughs> that a perfect fantasy choice. I think next we need to look at the Man of Steel. The Man of Steel. Absolutely. You can't have a Justice League movie without Superman. But you can have a comic book. <laughs> or a... Uh, Justice at 1997 said. TV pilot or a 1970s TV special. He wasn't there, but he needs to be there. I chose James Madden. Uh, he was Cyclops in X-Men movies. Interesting choice. Has he been in any other movies? I, I Yes, he has, but none to really know. Kind of has that chiseled chin, you know, like Clark Kent chiseled chin. He's shown that he could be a leader in his roles, and... Cyclops kind of is like X-Men's version of Superman. Not in the powers category, but as far as he's a leader, his attitude. I could see that. His moral compass. Absolutely, that's much more likely to happen than my choice. My choice will never happen, let's face it. But I'm just going to go right in. Superman, Bruce Campbell. (laughs) And you know what? Superman in the 80s, Bruce Campbell. I feel like but. everyone would hate that decision but love that decision secretly inside <laughs> at some level. He he could have done it when he was younger. Fuck um, that he's, shit. He's still awesome. Bruce Campbell's awesome. He'll always be awesome. I, I watch Burn Notice regularly, and I'm a huge <laughs> fan of his. Well, you know what? I'd do it anyway. And he'd, he'd be down. He'd be like, hell yeah, I'll play Superman. Well, why not? He played himself. That's close enough. Are you saying that Bruce Campbell is really Superman? Craig, everyone knows Bruce Campbell doesn't wear glasses. Yes, he does. Craig. Oh. Yes. Okay. 
All right, Batman. Now, when we when we first started doing this, when we decided we were going to cast the Justice League for this episode, uh, Batman was the only one that I knew right off the bat. <laughs> um, no pun intended. Really? Because I kind of had some trouble with Batman, with good old bats. Okay, well, see, I already had an idea as to who I wanted to play Batman. My reactions have been 50-50. Some people say absolutely not. Some people say absolutely yes. Denzel Washington. To play Batman? Bruce Wayne, Batman. Now, would you, will you elaborate? Why would anybody say no to that? Uh, maybe because they're racist. I'll just come right out and say it. I don't know. So there's nothing wrong with a black Batman? I don't think so. I don't see a problem with it. It's been done with characters before where it, they don't have to be the same exact race. It's such a minor change. You know, if, if his personality can pull off the part of Bruce Wayne, then why not? I think it would be badass. It would I think be a it would pretty be incredibly badass. Denzel Washington still has a lot in him. He, he's one of the better actors of our time. So who did you end up settling on? Well, it was funny because, and as soon as I thought of it, I was like, you know what? I would want to see this guy play Batman. He's a very interesting cast. Guy Pierce. That is an interesting cast. I think he I like could, it. I think he can do it. He can pull off that millionaire playboy look and he could definitely get serious and weird and intimidating intimidating yeah that would be cool did you see memento i was like what yeah it's been a long time but yeah next i have my final hero and she kind of plays batman's girlfriend it's pretty they're not together but there's some sort of sexual tension between the two of them wonder woman really is there yeah yeah Kind of later, that bitch. L- later, they he's uh, Catwoman's. <laughs> it's like almost like she's interested, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. <laughs> There's just one thing you forget. I'm Batman. Marry me. Anything but that. Some people will get that. Uh, so who did you cast as Amazonian warrior Wonder Woman? People might actually not like this pick, but I stand by it, and I always have a backup in case somebody hates it. So I'll, I'll tell you my pick and then my backup pick that nobody can deny and hate against. Uh, the pick I chose was Evangeline Lilly from Lost. She played Kate. I am woman, hear me roar type chick on the island. Okay. I could see her as Wonder Woman easily. But maybe some people might be like, no, Kate wouldn't be Wonder Woman. Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure people will be. I'm sure. Of course. No one is going to agree with all of our choices. And so if you don't like Evangeline Lilly, Kate Beckinsale. That's just my kind of a dream pick. Okay. Because God, I'm in love with Kate Beckinsale. For Wonder Woman, I picked Lucy Liu. Another interesting choice. It is. I don't see any problem with her being Asian because... I kind of see a problem with her peppiness. Well, she's not playing a white woman for, for... just to clear that up, she's playing Amazonian, which is a fictional race. Okay, I still have a problem with the, her peppiness factor. Wonder Woman's very serious. Yes. See, I still stand by Uma Thurman could have been a good Wonder Woman, too. But Okay. I don't know. I think I think Lucy would be... She wouldn't be the worst Wonder Woman. You have to at least admit that. It could be worse. It could always be worse. Allie Larder. <clears throat> I would kill myself. She's already destroyed Claire Redfield, so 
fanboy. I right? actually have investment in Claire Redfield. I don't really care about Wonder Woman. Claire Redfield is my favorite Resident Evil character. What superhero movie wouldn't be complete without a couple villains? I didn't cast any villains, but I'd love to hear what you had in mind. I would love to put Darkseid in this, but that seems like more of an epic event for a sequel. But I cast him anyways. Ron Perlman. That would be a great Darkseid. I, I, you know, it occurred to me that Darkseid would be the best villain, and I was really hoping you would have him. And oh, I, he's, it's I, epic. There's two villains I think that it needs to have, but Darkseid is a more villain on his own. I think he would be better for a sequel. He knows what it's like to wear heavy makeup. He was I'm, Hellboy. <laughs> I'm one of the few... Uh, a lot of people argue with me on this, but I thought the Hellboy, the first movie, was great. I didn't like the second one, but uh, the first one, I thought it adapted the comic rather brilliantly. And A lot of you it. might hate this, but I was never really a fan of Hellboy. I didn't like the second movie. I did watch both movies. The first movie was all right. Have you ever read any of the comics? Nope. I'll let you borrow them sometime. I think, I know you've got a, like a taste for like, you know, dark fiction. Yeah. Your sensibilities, you know I think that. you'd like it. It's it's very good. It's very well written. Perhaps. I mean, I picked up Preacher. The art's beautiful. So. All right, so who's the other villain? So Darkseid's in the sequel? Darkseid's in the sequel. So who's in the first movie, Craig? You, people might be like, oh, that's cheesy, that's easy, but it almost has to be Lex Luthor. Almost has to be. Yeah, Because absolutely. he is such a staple that's not part of that's... the Justice League. He's not – He's people are like, oh, well, that's Superman's villain. So, I think if Loki can be the also, villain in the Avengers, then that, Lex Luthor can be the villain. That Lex Luthor should be the villain, and you're right. And Dark Side should villain, be the sequel. Yeah. That's perfect. and then even then, in the, I think in the sequel it'll come to where Lex Luthor finally realizes, well, I got to work with the Justice League because they played that off because he wants to be ruler. He w- doesn't want to destroy the Earth. You know, he wants people to like him yeah. <laughs> or bow down to him. You know, he's certainly not going to let some guy come in and be our ruler. He's like, no, that's my job. So at some point, it, and it will work into a great factor where they have to put their differences aside for one fight, go against Darkseid. Anyways, Lex Luthor has to be in it. He is to Justice League what Superman or Batman is to Justice League. Yeah, he's one of their main villains. And for that role, I could take the cheap way out and just say Kevin Spacey again. That isn't really your cast then. Yes, I know. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to make it would my be cast. I think it would be awesome. I kind of right. want... A younger Lex Luthor, anyways, because uh, okay. he's going to actually fight in his mech suit okay. at some point. Which Jeff Bridges did in Iron Man, and he's not exactly young. But I can't see Kevin Spacey doing kicks before it. You know, like how, uh, young, because younger Lex was more like, I I, I can't it. fight. I'm just being an argumentative <laughs> dick. Sorry about that. I'm gonna choose Michael Rosenbaum. He might have a little bit of knowledge and background for this. He played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Oh, okay. So why the frick not? Yeah, so you are kind of recasting him, but that's cool. And he's got a more adult Lex. He's because Smallville was like Lex in high school. Uh, yeah, he's he's got everything going for him. If you could not direct this movie, who would you want to direct it? <laughs> Can I be cheesy and say Joss Whedon? Sure. <laughs> Good on you. And if I may. Could I kind of, like, develop the story a little bit? You know, like how Lex Luthor is secretly funding a secret military program. Unbeknownst to the program, he's going to totally screw them over and try to use it to take over the world. Okay. Sounds like Lex Luthor. So then it kind of becomes like Justice League against the government a little bit. 
Okay. But then the government finally realized, blah, 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 and they, you know, have a huge fight, and Lex Luthor tries to take over the world. Government just loves gets, teaming up with supervillains, don't and they? And gets spoiled. The funny part is they employ them and say, it's to protect us from you. And there right. you have it. In short, that's the development of the movie. Anybody listening out there, any producers or writers, take heed. Feel free to use my stuff. You don't even have to credit me. Just send me a gift basket. So, Craig. There's only one thing left. How many people have been in the Justice League? Is that a trick question? I'm just not. You don't have to give me an exact number, but like over 100 or like. I don't uh, know. There's definitely been a lot. Uh, less than 100, I'd say. Okay. Maybe even considerably less. Like closer to 50, but I, if I was to say that, I know that's not an exact or right number or answer. So there's been a lot, a lot of different people. I'm going to give you a top nine, I guess. Your top nine favorite Justice League members. Top nine favorite Justice League members. And this is, in my opinion, my favorites. Um, I decided to go less mainstream, use some of the lesser-known Justice League members, just maybe showcase them a little bit, because they are pretty awesome. My number nine, none other than Booster Gold. Oh, Booster Gold's the shit. Booster Gold is kind of a walking joke, but he is great. Yeah, Booster Gold's a great character. He's a time-traveling adventurer. How can you not like that? He may be a little bit of a hack, but he's got a really cool robot friend named Skeets. The robot's named Skeets? Skeets. Like, Skeets, 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 Skeets. I did but not, not like know that. that. Skeets with a Z at the end. Not that different. He, he's Great the character. Zach Morris of the Justice League. Great description of that character. The, the coolest part about him was he's like, he did one of these things where he's from the 25th century. And he, he goes back, back in time. time. He does all these adventures. He fathered a kid in the past, and, and then he left. I'm intrigued because something has to happen when you do this. And then he eventually came. <laughs> he eventually came again? <laughs> well, I, he, I assume he, he, he already kinda, came He eventually once. runs into him when the kid's a little more grown up. But for the most part, I guess he, you know, when he's with the Justice League, he kind of stays in present time. Our present, not uh, time is so relevant. Right. But I would like to know how he pulls it off. How he pulls what off? Time traveling. Oh, okay. I guess we can move on from there. From there we go. My number eight pick, Oracle. Or as we might know, Barbara Gordon. She, she did, was in the Justice she League? She did some work with the Justice League. Obviously after, you know, the parallel spinoff of who Barbara Gordon was, the parallel Earth version of her where Joker shoots her and she becomes crippled. Before she got shot? She was Oracle after she got shot. That's what I thought. I yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying because, you know, she's also Batgirl. Yes. In a different... When she was in Justice League, was she Oracle or Batgirl? She had been in both, I think. I don't know if she ever accompanied Bruce. So you're just saying in this general... This is a different, a different... You're just saying Earth. Barbara Gordon in general is... Well, I prefer Oracle. Eight. Okay. I prefer Oracle because she enough. was really cool. She was like your computer chip, you know, in your head talking to you, giving you all the info, like in uh, Metal Gear Solid. She was extremely helpful. I mean, are you kidding me? She made use of her own disability. She decided, hey... This ain't going to beat me down. I'm going to fight crime still. Like a Gordon would. Just like a Gordon. Exactly like a Gordon. All right. Who's your number seven? My number seven would be Wildcat. Mr. Ted Grant. He was a former boxer. Uh, kind of just like a all-around kind of scumbaggy guy. but not. He wasn't like a bad guy, but he didn't really ever do any good for people. And one day he just decided that he was going to clean up his reputation. And help fight crime put on a mask became wildcat and he's 
been like a mentor to a lot of the younger Justice Leaguers, such as Black Canary. Did he already wear the mask and the costume like while he was boxing, or did he make that? No, after he made that after. Okay. And he did like underground fighting after as Wildcat. Okay. But after he was a boxer, but as a boxer, he was just Ted Grant. Picture that like grandpa sitting in a chair smoking a cigar, telling you stories about the day. You know, that's kind of like how he is. Only he's way more active and very uh, athletic. Can still fight. Okay. Which brings me into my next one, number six, the Black Canary. She's very awesome, Miss Dinah Drake. She was, you know, a villain at one time. She was kind of more like a Catwoman-style villain, whereas she really only, she robbed the criminals. Uh, She's kind of like an anti-hero, but she eventually changed her ways and became a Justice Leaguer and followed their code. So she's not like an anti-hero anymore? No, she's just a hero now. Okay. And like I said, Wildcat's one of her mentors. He plays a father to her, sort of. Uh, She hooks up with Green Arrow. That's a plus, too. There really isn't much more to say. She's sexy. She's a crime fighter. She's got an awesome superpower. What is it, like the Echo Blast or Sonic? You would know better than I would. She, like, screams and sonic beams come out and, like, makes it hard to hear. Like a sonic scream. She like screams and sonic <laughs> beams come out and they make it hard to hear like a sonic scream. What you know about my rap, mad rap skills, son? All right. I like Black Canary. Uh, moving on to number five, Dr. Fate, also known as Kent Nelson. I have no idea who that is. Dr. Fate is a cool magician. Is he anything like Dr. Drew? No, he does not give sexual advice. But what he does do is magic. Real magic, like wizardry. Like, he fights Cthulhu and shit. If he had children, would he give them sexual advice? Or would he just... I think you know, he would let mom do that the, one. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's all right. So, long as, that so long as one of them is. Uh, well, he was on an archaeological dig with his father when he was younger, and uh, they uncovered an ancient tomb of Naboo, who's a powerful wizard, and he kind of killed Kent's father. I thought maybe they found, like, Jar Jar Binks' <laughs> grave. No. I'm going to say, yes, so it, at least we know he, he died at some point. No, close, though. And so I guess Naboo felt bad and kind of trained Kent Nelson to be a, become a magician. He's like, think about it, hailstorms, bullets. He's got, like, and he uses his cool, like, a cool helmet that gives him special powers, and he wears a suit that gives him special powers. Everything's magic place. Just name it, he can do it. Like, he makes Dumbledore look like a first-year student at Hogwarts. Word up. Do you think that Dr. Fate could beat Dr. Strange? I don't, Maybe. I don't know Dr. Fate, but I'm tempted to say I don't think so. I don't know. I think he would have an advantage with his armor. Okay. We'll have to figure that, that mystery cool. out one of these days, but not today. There was a little cool thing that he did once where he made Flash and Lex Luthor switch minds, and then Lex Luthor was running around as the Flash with his superpowers. That's weird it was set up well i didn't yeah, why, i didn't really give you good setup for it but why it was, did he why did he do it uh, it was an accident oh okay i was gonna say because <laughs> i don't i want to know what his motives were no so lex Luthor is as the flash and he hides in the bathroom and he goes well now i can see who the flash is and he pulls off the mask and he goes i have Among no idea who things. i am i have no idea who this is Just when he looks in the mirror. when he looks in the mirror at wally west Damn it! <laughs> and he puts the mask back. He on. takes off. He <laughs> takes out Wally's cell phone, snaps a picture, sends, sends it, it to Lex, Lex. Luthor's phone, 
Lex Luthor gets it, he deletes it. Damn it! I was gonna Google image him. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Fate. He's a pretty kick ass mage. Um, number four. Number four. Number four. The question. Probably the most mysterious man on this list. Uh, Vic Sage. Not as mysterious as Sancho. Vic Sage, the investigative reporter that kind of becomes a conspiracy nut. Uh, it has even been said that Batman called him paranoid. Ah, yes, I am the question. He doesn't really talk like that. He kind of talks like a like a Dick Tracy type, kind of like that 1950s. Uh, so oh, I was I like Joe see. Friday type thing. <laughs> but he, like he's like the government's behind everything, even hot dogs. Putting Is that the government there. behind hot dogs? <laughs> Pure got beef franks. They got me wondering. How else are they going to get rid of all the hog parts? Uh, he doesn't have a lot of real superpowers, but he's got a kick-ass mask that makes him look like a faceless man. He was the um, original inspiration for Rorschach. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Alan Moore wanted to use previously existing DC characters, um, but he told them that he had intentions of killing most of them off, and then they were like, no, and making <laughs> you know big changes. So they're like, no, and he just made up his own based on them. That's very interesting to know about. Wow. Alan Moore actually just revealed uh, within, like, the last week that he has a, uh, like, his debut film is coming out. It'll be, like, in multiple parts. The first two will be called Act of Faith and Jimmy's End. And I guess the first part was already filmed, and uh, the second part will be filmed later this year. Interesting. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be, like, a 10-minute short film, but it evolved into, like, a whole series. Well, there's a little more Alan Moore news for you nerds. That should be cool. Well, now that Alan Moore's been taken care of, can I continue my list? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. Number three, the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow rocks. You've already spoken about yes. him. Uh, the Green Arrow is, okay, how kick-ass do you have to be to get stranded on a desert island and become a superhero by getting good at archery trying to hunt it's and cool that and both Marvel and DC have two characters that are just so badass for just being bow and arrow archers. guy. Archer, that would be the word I was looking for. Yes, <laughs> I've been walking around calling them bow and arrow guys for the past twenty-seven years. They're both kick-ass. I love Hawkeye. Um, I love Green Arrow. Kevin Smith wrote for him for a little bit. Yeah, that's always a plus. There was that one. Uh, he created a character for Green Arrow. Great number three. I'm excited to hear who number two is. Uh, now is where we get normal. Probably one of my favorite characters of all time. I love the Flash. I'm a Flash guy. All right, the Flash. I never knew you were that big a Flash fan. Um, I am. He's just a really cool guy. Like I wouldn't say I'm like, yeah, I collect the comic books, even though I did pick up some Flash. I, I'd like now to read wherever I can of him. But I've always liked the Flash. I don't know why. I think maybe when I was a kid, I liked the suit. Oh, bright colors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought he was corny, to be honest. Just being honest. Okay. I, I thought he was awesome when I was a kid. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't read his comics or anything. But I did like his quip and character. Uh, Barry Allen's pretty cool. Wally West is awesome. I like how they mesh. They're like the moral backbone for the Justice League. And that's been proven more than once. No, we're in the there was a multiple universe where the Flash died, and that's what sent the Justice League over the edge 
and they're like start scaring. They're making like a fascist nation. So the Flash is there. He's there to keep them in line. The Flash is kind of like the moral compass, their backbone. Kind of like it's a wonderful life. But with superheroes and killing people. Moving on. Moving on. You're number one, Craig. Number one. Yep, that's the number we're at, Craig. I I just had to throw that out there. Craig effects in full force now. All Uh, right. My number one, you probably know this answer. All right. I know uh, what it my is favorite superhero of all time, Batman. Absolutely. And I, I don't know if I would have been happy with any answer, but. Batman, to me, is the best thing that's ever happened. He's <laughs> In the universe? <laughs> he's better than s'mores, man. Oh, my God. He's better than bagel bites. Like, better than medicine? Like, better than Maybe not penicillin. Uh, penicillin might be better than him. Okay. He's definitely better than sliced bread. That's for sure. Batman. Uh, what is there to say about him that hasn't been said or that everybody doesn't already know? Mysterious man, dark, brooding, but also fun do, and campy. Do you have a crush on Batman, Craig? Listen, if I have a crush on Batman, then Bell has a crush on Edward. So you're saying you're in love with Batman? Wait, I don't think I follow Twilight. No. I don't. I yeah, Bella really likes Edward a oh. lot. I don't follow Twilight either, but even I know that, Craig. Come on. Whoops. I thought she was more into Jacob. For a little while there, I think. I'm not in love with Batman, but he's my idol. Okay. As Kevin Smith would say, our Batman, who art in Gotham, cow will be thy name. <laughs> I like it. I heard that, and I was like, I need to use it. The, the cowl or the saying? The saying. Well, they don't know I have the cowl. <laughs> Come on, you're ruining my mic. Now I got to Could you please turn around? What? T- just turn around, please. I don't I don't just, follow. Just t- turn around. You turned around. I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan. And I'm Batman. Don't forget to make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, at Nathan Capacer and at the Craig Lewis. And we have a YouTube account now where you can see clips and previews of upcoming episodes. At youtube.com backslash Fairpoint Podcast. And don't forget to come check out our Facebook, I mean, I mean, their Facebook page. Like us. Batman out.
So, did you see Batman? I, no, you told me to turn around. I thought. Pretty awesome. You've huh? been wearing the Batman cowl this whole episode, Craig. But Batman came, and then he left. So now you're trying to tell me you're not, you are, you're not, you're, you're. Why would I be Batman? Do you think I can afford that kind of high-tech gadgetry? 